fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. If you still draft quarterbacks in round one, we're here to help. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Happy football leave! Or maybe merry football leave. I don't know how the expression goes. We welcome you to Fantasy Football today on Wednesday, September 5th. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're ready. We are previewing the Eagles and the Falcons. We preview games like no other podcast, I guarantee it. So get ready. Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg and Heath Cummings. Dave Richards sitting today's show out. Good morning, guys. Did you sign up on FanDuel.com slash FFT? Did you submit your team yet? I submit my teams a little later in the week, Adam. Fair Trust enough. the process. Well, get, you know, make sure you reserve your spot. Make sure you reserve your spot to compete against us every week for $5. FanDuel.com slash FFT. All right, we got bold predictions today. We got NFL picks. We got the game preview. We got some week one stats you need to know about. And I do want to try to get to those old faces in new places and see how these players are going to do uh, in their debuts with new teams. But first, guys... The Le'Veon Bell Watch 2018 continues. I don't see him. I can't find him. Where is Le'Veon Bell? No one knows. It is a mystery. He didn't show up yet, right? As of 9.30 p.m. or a.m. Eastern? That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. James Conner is 61% owned. If you would like our hard-hitting analysis, please listen to yesterday's show. But Bell's not there yet. And you probably need to pick up Connor. The two guys that I'm seeing a lot of should I drop for James Connor are Jordan Wilkins and Aaron Jones. Jamie, where do you stand on that? I dropped Jordan Wilkins in a 10-team league to pick up Alfred Morris when Jared McKinnon went down. So if you think you need somebody that can help you now, then you could drop Jordan Wilkins or Aaron Jones. Yes. So if you want to start James Connor this week, then drop those two guys. But there has to be a fear that if you pick up James Conner, Le'Veon Bell shows up. Uh, oops, now I have James Conner for no reason. Well, I, I think, again, it's it depends on your roster construction so it, it, and the size of your league. If you think you can get those guys. Like, I dropped Jordan Wilkins. No one's picked him up yet. So, um, again, it's, it's case-specific. And it certainly matters if you have Le'Veon Bell. All right. Yeah, I made, I made a trade. In our podcast league to get oh, James Conner as the Le'Veon Bell owner. J- Jamie gave up Carrion Johnson mm-hmm. to get James Conner and Jamison Crowder. Yeah, I gave up Tyler Lockett and Carrion Johnson. And as you said, I got uh, Crowder and, and Conner. Um, I was surprised where both guys went in the draft. I was looking at the um, other roster. And do you know where Crowder was drafted in our podcast league? 14-team PPR? What would you, what'd you think? Ninth round. Fifth. Fifth round. Fifth round. I have no idea what to expect from him. <laughs> right? I mean. I need, I needed a third receiver. I had running back depth and I figured that if, if Le'Veon had a long holdout or a injury, I would regret not having the opportunity when it was presented to me to trade for James Conn. So that's why I made the deal. All right. Fair enough. Hey, let's get one bold prediction. We'll do more later, but a bold fantasy prediction. Heath, kick it off. I will predict that Mark Ingram will lead the New Orleans Saints in rushing touchdowns in the year 2018. Fun prediction because Dave, I asked him for his predictions, and he said 
Alvin Kamara will get ten touchdowns. Mark Ingram will only get five touchdowns. How about Dave's that? wrong. Dave's wrong. Okay, that's bold. Uh, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram leads the Saints in what was it, rushing touchdowns or or rushing touchdowns? Rushing touchdowns in 2018. Jamie, one bold prediction. Cole Beasley will catch 90 passes Whoa. for the Dallas Cowboys. Whoa. Really? You think so? No. That's bold. It is pretty bold. I mean, Cole Beasley's had his moments where he's been PPR streamable. I think, right? Yeah. I was just looking at one of my teams and Cole Beasley was there, so it just jumped out of me. Popped in your head. You know what would be a better one that you've already given? Danny is gonna catch 80 passes. Why is that a better one? I, I was gonna, I, I would have said Danny Amendola would catch 90. There's zero chance that Cole Beasley catches 90 passes, let's be honest. Like that's, th- you, there is zero chance. I will bet what you. Do you what do you have, 75 that year? Anything. He does not catch 90 passes. Did 90, he have 75 catches that 90 year? is a huge number. That is not happening. Have you seen that receiving core? How about Cole Beasley has more catches than Julian Edelman this year? Okay, I could get on board with that. Uh, but not on a pretty In 2016, basis. he had 75 catches. 15 catches is a lot of catches. He's not catching 90 less balls. Less than one per game. But, <laughs> yeah, okay, it's, okay, alright, fine. I respect, I respect your bold prediction. More coming up later. So how many, how many targets did he have that year? I have no idea. 98. It's a pretty good catch rate. Combined catch rate. Excellent catch rate. You know, the funny thing is, he caught 36 passes at 15 games last year, so, uh, He's had one season with more than 52. He ain't getting 90, but it's a bold prediction. The, I love bold predictions. You can't hold anybody to their bold predictions. If they get it wrong, you say, ah, it was just a bold prediction. It's just for fun. Like a bonanza. It, kind of like a bonanza. You're right. Uh, we have six shows for you during the week. We have Monday through Friday. Um, actually, that's a lie. I'll tell you more on that in a second, but we have a Saturday mailbag show. So if we don't read emails, usually starter sit emails, on Thursday and Friday, we try to get to a lot of them on Saturday in our mailbag show. It's about a half hour, and we play the full Levy on Bell song at the end, which is why everybody tunes in. We don't have a Monday show. Instead, we have a Sunday night show. Uh, we want to get you a leg up. We're going to get that content out there early and uh, let you listen to that on your Monday morning commute if you want. So we don't really talk much about the Sunday night game, but we'll do that on Tuesday on our waiver wire show. We have a Sunday night show for you. Uh, people typically like that. Let's get some news and notes. Jay Ajayi practiced in full. Carson Wentz is close to returning, but he will not play this week. The Eagles, a little depleted at wide receiver. They signed Marcus Wheaton uh, just for depth. Uh, well, I mean, for fantasy purposes, nobody's picking up Marcus Wheaton. Dante Moncrief, let's look at some depth chart stuff and tell me if anything stands out to you. Dante Moncrief and Keelan Cole are listed as starters for Jacksonville, not D.D. Westbrook. Mike Gillisley's listed as number two on the Saints depth chart. Um, Chris Godwin and Deshaun Jackson are listed as like co-starters opposite Mike Evans. Chad Williams is listed as Arizona's number two wide receiver. Was there anything I missed? Is there anything that really stands out to you with these depth charts being released? You talk about the Dolphins one yesterday? No. Oh, oh Gore. Frank Gore and, yeah. co-starters. What did you think of that? Uh, Adam Gase having fun. I was on a Miami radio show with a Dolphins beat writer and he said, uh, what do you think of Adam Gaze tweaking the media again and making it painful for fantasy owners. <laughs> so nothing really to that. No, it's Kenyon Drake is the guy, even if Frank Gore takes the first snap. I kind of feel bold prediction. Frank Gore will get the first carry of the season. 
I think that's probably accurate. Yeah, but okay. it doesn't matter. Correct. You 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 should appreciate it though. As it's a fun story for you, hurricane kid coming home. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, how the how the hurricanes do? That's not cool. What? That's not cool. That's just not what? cool. Why would what? you Why would you do that? That's not cool. Because it's beneficial to me. Oh. Well, that's how it's gonna be. Um. All right. How about uh? How about Dante Moncrief? Any interest in him? No. Uh. You know Pete Persco who. Knows the Jaguars very well. He said that Moncrief will probably be their safe guy, um, because of his, uh, being a veteran. But I, I can't imagine that they're not going to use Keelan Cole, DD Westbrook, and DJ Chark quite a bit. Alrighty. Uh, okay. and there's, there's your drinking game. What, what's the drinking game? When I say Pete's name. Oh, Pete Frisco. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the FFD drinking game. We all should have a drinking game thing. Oh, also. Heath, uh, Jamie and I came up with a new segment last night. Okay, what when, is that? When, when he says that we came up with a new segment, it was, hey, I have a new segment idea. He tells me what the new segment idea is. I kind of half-ass read it, and I go, oh, cool. And then he lands and doesn't say anything else uh, without even saying goodbye to me. Yeah, I was uh, no, I lost Wi-Fi connection. I was on the plane. I lost Wi-Fi connection. It cut out. Not my fault. Um, we are going to have the idiot moron decision of the week. Every week... All the three of you, you, Jamie and Dave, are going to say, and I'll do it too. The four of us will say the worst start-sit decision we made, and then we'll all discuss who was the biggest idiot moron of the week, and we'll carry that belt, you know, that title for a week until the next idiot moron is announced. You like it? How are we going to decide who's the biggest idiot moron? Uh, we'll just talk about oh, it. Oh, we'll it's talk, you. <laughs> why? What do I do? Uh-huh. Just always. I mean, that might be the case. Uh, do you expect the following players this week? Evan Ingram against the Jaguars. Yes. Yeah. Delaney Walker at Miami. Yes. yes. George Kittle at Minnesota. Yes. Jordan Reed at Arizona. Yes. Yes. Rex Burkhead and Sony Michelle against Houston. Yes and no. Yes on Burkhead, no on Michelle. Uh, yes. Rashad Penny at Denver. Yes. And here's the big one. Marlon Mack against the Bengals. No. All righty. Do you expect FanDuel this week? Always. Always FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash FFT. That's where you want to go. Actually, I keep forgetting to make my survivor pool pick. If you go to FanDuel.com slash FFT, you can enter our contest, but then you can also join the biggest free survivor contest ever, a $250,000 survivor contest. Pick one team to win each week, and you cannot reuse that team again for the rest of the season. It locks before week one. You have to sign up and get on this now. FanDuel is awesome. It is daily fantasy. It is salary cap. You can make a lineup with a fake budget. You make a lineup. You know you don't have to actually pay the money. Um and every player has a dollar value, and you make your optimal lineup, and you just try to beat people. You can enter into big contests for a lot of money. You can enter into really small contests with just your friends. I like to do a $5 50-50, at least one of those every week. Heath is going to have about 150 lineups every week. That's not a joke. And if you're not a seasoned veteran, if you're not a fantasy expert, FanDuel is clearly the place to play. It has something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever before. So we cannot wait for it. I love it. I already have one FanDuel lineup. I'm going to have a lot more by the end of the week. Go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. And I forgot to mention, you make your first deposit on FanDuel at FanDuel.com slash FFT. You get a $20 bonus. With that first deposit. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Let's read a quick a quick round of emails. And then we will get into the game. The Thursday night game. This is from Casey in Iowa. 
best football team name ever. I don't think either of you guys are even going to get this. Are you going to Jamal later? It's very funny. It's from Billy Madison. Are you going to the ball? This is from Leandro. Dear Diego, Diego, Sebastian, and Jeff. Kickers? Are they kickers? No idea. Yeah, I don't either. Would you drop Carrion Johnson for Matt Breida? No, but again, if you are stuck and need someone for this week, it's hard, it's hard to say that you can't, you can't start Carrion Johnson over Matt Breida this week. I think I would. Yeah, why wouldn't you, Jamie? Long term. I think there's a higher ceiling for Carrion Johnson. Okay. Uh, this is from, no name. Dear Jared, Jordan, Ben, and Sav. Man, these have gotten so much harder over the years. All right, I'll keep looking it up. I'll keep Googling. Something NFL related. Uh, standard scoring 12-team league. Would you rather have this week, week one, Kenny Stills or Adrian Peterson? Peterson. I'll go Peterson in non-PPR, and I think I'd still rather have Stills in PPR. I don't know who Jared, Jordan, Ben, and Sav are. Very difficult. Uh, this is from Isaac. In a small town in Queens. Dear, some combination of Jimmy, Henry, Tommy, and Pauline. This I know. This is good, fellas. I had an auction draft last night. With my first nomination, I nominated the Rams' Michael Thomas, and he went for $26 of a $200 budget. The Rams' Michael Thomas. My second nomination was Saints' Michael Thomas. After some confusion, the same owner ended up drafting him for $44, which basically meant he got Michael, the, both Michael Thomases for $70. Just thought that was funny and wanted to share. And in light of the Goodfellas references and another character in the film, Jimmy Two Times, I'm going to name his team Tommy Two Times. P.S. I love auctions. Yes, I love auctions too. And so, so they didn't, they didn't throw back the wrong <laughs> Michael Thomas. No, they didn't. Wow. I know, right? That's kind of crazy. And you know what? We actually have a question about that later when our good old friends stop by. You know who I'm talking about. The fantasy regulators are coming on later in the show, so get excited for that. All right, back to these emails for now. This is from Pat. I need two of these three quarterbacks. Dak, Bradford, Nick Foles. Dak and Bradford. Bradford and Ryan Fitzpatrick. (laughs) <laughs> this is probably a two quarterback league, so I don't know if Fitz is available. Who'd you Dak. go with? How, Dak? Okay. Uh, from Thomas. I got Doug Baldwin in the fifth round last night. Did I just win my league, or is his latest news that the knee won't be 100% this season justifying the drop for Baldwin? That's great value. Yeah, very good. I don't know if you won your league. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, we'll see if you won your league. That is awesome. This is from Josh in St. Louis. Dear Mark, Kurt, Neil, and Jim. Oh, those are those Rams quarterbacks, maybe? Yep. All right, go me. Would you trade Matt Breida to the McKinnon owner for Mark Ingram? Yes. Of course. From Curtis, who should I rock at Flex for week one? Goodwin, Robbie Anderson, Carrion Johnson, Nelson Aguilar, or Sony Michelle? Right, we're gonna, let's, let's eliminate Carrion and Michelle. And let's say, who should he rocket flex for week one? Goodwin, Robbie Anderson, or Nelson Aguilar? I don't like any of these guys this week, but I would take my chances probably with Aguilar. 
Yeah, I uh, I do have Goodwin lower in my week one rankings and my season long rankings, but I do still have him ahead of the other two, so I'll say Goodwin. All right, we're going to preview some football now. First, I want to remind everybody, or for the first time, here's a reminder. If you want to watch uh, your local CBS games, and maybe there's something, like I, I watch Red Zone on my TV, and I also want to watch the football games um, that are on CBS, so I will stream them. On my uh, on my streaming device, your local NFL on CBS games are streaming live on CBS All Access. Start your free trial right now. CBS.com, not CBSSports.com. CBS.com/NFL. So if you want a free trial, if you want to stream your game, CBS.com/NFL. How are you guys doing today? I feel like we haven't really spoken. I feel like we haven't talked. We're just, you know, we haven't really made a mesh. You've talked. We, we've talked a lot. There's Not really. I don't feel like we've talked to each other. I just want to know how life is. Life is good. It's a busy day. Yeah? It's a busy week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a busy week for sure. I had a nice uh, interaction with somebody on the flight last night. I was sitting in row eight, and as I was getting into my seat, the guy in row seven right in front of me was on the phone with his wife telling her who to pick in his fantasy draft. So I was I thought that was very clever, very like very fun. So midway through the flight, we were both standing up, and I said, Sorry, yeah, you know, I hate being the guy who like eavesdrops. I was like, sorry for eavesdropping, but how was your fantasy draft? And then we talked for like 10 minutes and, uh, he was saying how much he loves CBS. So Ben, if you're listening, shout out to you. Um, so did you tell him who you are? Yes, I did. And what did he say? Did he know who you are? No, he's not, uh, really a podcast listener, but I, he, he doesn't listen to any podcasts, but, um, he did say he loves playing on CBS and the website he was using last night was a, was a total mess and he hated it. So I, I like to hear that. And I don't know, I just thought it was really cool. Like, we talked for like 10 minutes standing up in the aisle in the airplane. I'm much to the chagrin of the people around us, I'm sure. And I just thought it was fun. And also at Buffalo Wild Wings, Heath, when we got to meet our listeners, uh, Pat, Matt, and Emilio, um, it was just cool to bond over fantasy football. That's one thing I absolutely love about the job. So just thought I'd share that for nobody's listening pleasure. Atlanta's at Philadelphia. They played last year in the playoffs, and the, the Falcons had them. Could have been the Falcons winning the Super Bowl. But they couldn't pull through. The Eagles won 15-10. It was the it was the Eagles' second lowest offensive output of the season, not including Week 17 when they sat their starters against Dallas. Um, I'll just start with this general question: Who's a good start in this game? Well, Julio's a must start. Yeah, and Ertz. I'd say Devontae Freeman. Yep, I'm starting Freeman. And I don't love Ajayi, but. He's not bad. I think we won't get too clever, right? I mean, it's week one. You got your teams. You took Devontae Freeman with a second, maybe a third-round pick. He has a tough matchup. The Eagles have been were very good against running backs last year, and uh, both teams were in the top four in terms of fantasy points allowed to running backs. They were four of the two of the four best. Um, and uh, you know, Jai or rather Jai, excuse me, Freeman did I think catch a touchdown pass against them? Was that right? He did last yep. year. And the Eagles will be without Nigel Bradham. That won't help. But look, you got to start. You're starting Devontae Freeman. We're just not going to get. Lucky. I mean, there are there are a couple of guys that were drafted well behind him that I would start over him, like Jamal Williams or something. J- Jamal Williams and Lamar Miller or two. Okay, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think at the end of the day, Freeman's going to be like ninety something percent started, if not a hundred percent. What about Tevin Coleman? He had a great preseason, but Freeman didn't play. And he did perform well against them last year. I think it was 10 carries for 79 yards and one catch for 14 yards. Um, but 
11 touches is about what his ceiling will be. And so if he doesn't have a couple big runs, it's hard to trust him. So I think he's a flex at best. Yeah, de- desperation flex for me. Okay, so there are going to be a lot of wide receivers that you'd be starting over him. There's a lot of running backs I'd be starting over him. Yeah. Sure. I was thinking more of like a, a flex, but right. Makes sense. Uh, would you start the Niners running backs over Tevin Coleman? Uh, Brita in PPR, yes. I'd start both of them over him in non-PPR. I'd start Brita over him in PPR. Something to watch, see if it carries over from last year. The Eagles allowed... Carry, carry over, carry on. Carry on from last year. The Eagles allowed 37 or more yards or a receiving touchdown to a running back. 37 or more receiving yards or a receiving touchdown to a running back in six of their last seven games, including the postseason. We will see if that has a carryover effect this year. Uh, Matt Ryan. How do you feel about Matt Ryan this week, guys? I'd sit him. Heath, yeah, I think you're the like highest there are a Ryan. lot of starting quarterbacks that I've moved way down my rankings. The only one that I would start Ryan over is Mahomes. But I think you, I think you're the highest. What do you have him like, 14th? Me? Oh, I think it's Dave. I'm sorry. Okay. You've got Ryan 21st. Dave has him 14th. Okay. Um, so Jamie and Heath have Ryan 20th and 21st. So you're gonna want to get away from him. You can start. Jamie has Alex Smith over him. So does Heath. You can start Alex Smith. You can start Marcus Mariota. Certainly Andy I'd, Dalton. I'd start Sam Bradford over him. Oh, yeah. All right, we're not – look, these are really good defenses. Really good defenses. It's going to be an interesting, interesting matchup. Nelson Aguilar. I think uh he might be the toughest one. You figure he should get a lot of targets, right? No, Jeffrey? He, yeah, but he's not – he's best suited when he's in the slot as opposed to playing on the outside. And unless they're going to be so creative with the two tight ends that they line – one consistently on the outside of the hash marks or on the hash marks and, you know, move Aguilar inside. It's going to, it's going to be tough for him, I think, to be extremely productive. I think he's number three receiver. He's in that same range for me as Tevin Coleman. I'd start him over Coleman and PPR, but I'd rather start Coleman and non PPR. So Keelan Cole or Nelson Aguilar? Oh, Jamie's got him back to back. I hate when I do that. Sorry. Um, Heath, who would you start? Cole or Aguilar? Aguilar. Aguilar. How about like Robert Woods or Nelson Aguilar? Woods. Woods. How about uh Rashard Matthews? Uh I can't trust Rashard Matthews. Yeah, I'd start Aguilar. Okay. And uh just real quick, why don't you like Nick Foles? He did score thirty or more fantasy points in three of five games, not including week seventeen when he barely played. He did it against the Patriots, he did it against the Vikings. Why so anti Foles? No Jeffrey. He's looked awful, and he did not play well against the Falcons. And I think his number three receiver right now might be Marcus Wheaton. All right. All right. Works for me. Uh No, it doesn't work for me. We haven't talked about Ajayi. I apologize. We just briefly mentioned Ajayi, but how do you generally feel about him? I think he's a low-end starter. It, it it's, it's hard to get completely away from him given what the potential touches he'll get, but depending on how you draft it and what format you play in. Um, he's not he's not a great play. He's an okay play. I don't want to start him in PPR. In non-PPR, I, he's, I'd rather start him as a flex, but he may be your number two running back. I would rather start Breida. I'd rather start Peterson. I'd rather start Marshawn. How about, like, Jamison Crowder? Would you start some mid-round wide receivers over Alshon Jeffrey? 
Uh, in PPR, yeah. Yes. Uh, did I say Jeffrey? I apologize. Over Jay Ajayi. Yeah. Um, Cooper Cup or Jay Ajayi? Cup. Uh, Cup and PPR. I'd start Ajayi and on. Right, we'll see if this stat means anything, and I'll just end it on this. Uh, Jay Ajayi played 10 games with the Eagles. He had one game with more than 15 carries. That was against the Vikings in the NFC Championship game. One out of 10. I, I don't know that that will continue. They don't have LeGarrette Blunt, but, but that is, but it's what happened. He didn't get more than 15 carries in nine out of 10 games. There were seven running backs last year who faced the Falcons, had 15 or fewer carries, and scored double digit fantasy points in non-PPR. Seven times it happened. All seven of those except for Todd Gurley scored a touchdown. So that probably means you need a touchdown from Ajayi to have a really good game. Uh, he did have around 100 total yards against them in the playoffs, but he fumbled, which he does sometimes. All right, that's it. The Falcons DST is a pretty good one. The Eagles we don't like so much. Falcons over the Texans this week? Yes. Yes. Falcons or Rams? Rams. Rams. All righty. And that will conclude your Thursday night preview. Back in the swing of things, huh? We haven't done that uh, since since December. Uh, maybe I guess in the playoffs a little bit. Uh, but we have told you about the SeatGeek app, and we're going to tell you about it again. I'm going to tell you about SeatGeek every single – well, not every single day, but every single week until you download this darn app and you save 20 bucks on your first purchase. Don't you want to save 20 bucks when you go to a game or a concert or a comedy or a theater? I love the SeatGeek app. I'm always on the SeatGeek app every time I want tickets to an event. I was on it yesterday to keep – Keep monitoring the Miami-Florida State game as the tickets will hopefully drop, which they probably should at this point, right? Um, look, you used to search multiple ticket sites when you looked for tickets. It was really annoying. You don't have to do that anymore. SeatGeek will do it for you. Download the SeatGeek app. Look for an event. SeatGeek will search multiple sites. They will find the best tickets. SeatGeek will identify the best seats that fit your budget. And every purchase is fully guaranteed. And like I said, it's not just sports. It's concerts, it's comedy, and theater as well. Next time you want to go out to an event, download the app. It is the easiest way i found to shop for tickets. And use the promo code FFT. That will save you 20 bucks on your first SeatGeek purchase. One more time, people. You know what to do. Download SeatGeek. Promo code is FFT. 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. Heath, you all right? Couple calls no. today. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. You sick? No. Okay. Maybe. What's wrong? All right, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, stats that matter. Let's take a look at some stats that could have an impact, uh, on your fantasy teams. So Jimmy Smith is not playing the first four games for the Baltimore Ravens. ESPN. Hello, Nate Peterman. Yeah, no, maybe not this week, but the catalog. Uh, e- <laughs> the catalog. I like that. That's good. That's Over the past two seasons. What'd you say? The Nick Costas original. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Uh, over the past two seasons, according to ESPN, Baltimore has limited teams to 212.6 passing yards in 23 games with Smith. In nine games without him, they've allowed 250.4 passing yards and a much higher passer rating. And then for me, fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks in four games without Jimmy Smith last year. Um, this is a team, by the way, the Ravens allowed the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. With four games without Smith, Roethlisberger had 32 fantasy points, granted on 66 attempts. 
Deshaun Kaiser had two points. Jacoby Brissett had 14 points. Andy Dalton had 26 fantasy points. Something to keep in mind. Not for this week. They'll be fine. Um, last year, running backs against the Bengals without Vontez Perfect. A running back scored double-digit fantasy points in standard scoring leagues in four of six games. But actually, the yards per carry really not that bad. Are you, are you, um, are, are you thinking the Vontez Perfect absence will have a, a big impact in week one at Indianapolis? Not a big impact because the Colts can't run the ball. Or at least they haven't shown the ability to run the ball. So, um, I think it'll help the tight ends. Yep. I, and, and they're playing a rookie safety without, you know, after getting rid of Iloka, uh, Jesse Davis, maybe it's Jesse something. Um, so I, I, I think those two things are in play more for Ebron and, and Doyle. I think it's Jesse the body something. I can't remember. Probably Jesse the body bangle. Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates. There you go. Jesse, Jesse the body Bates is his new name. Uh, running backs against the Steelers without Ryan Shazier last year. In five games without Shazier, including the game in which he got hurt, which was pretty early, this was crazy. Five games, seven running backs scored double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR. Six of those seven running backs scored 13 or more fantasy points. The five teams they faced averaged 5.85, 4.65, 6.27, 1.95, and 4.30 yards per carry on the ground. I, I said those numbers fast, but the bottom line is Steelers' run defense was terrible without Ryan Chazier last year. Does that mean anything for you with Carlos Hyde this week? I don't think the Steelers defense is one that scares me at all at this point. So I've got Carlos Hyde projected for 11.9. He's a top 24 running back. I'm starting him in most leagues. I, I would, I would agree. Uh, they're certainly going to be better now than they were when they lost Shazier because they didn't have a plan in place when they lost Shazier. So now they're, you know, certainly well prepared for what their defense will be. I think their defense is going to be very good. Um, that being said, I'm not going to run away from the Browns' options this week. Yeah, and I want to talk about the Browns and new faces. And I say new faces and new in new places. Does everybody else say old faces and new places? Uh, that's the column I write every off season. So yes. Yeah, I think I, I think we've gotten into it about that heated debates about that. That's why I don't read the column, Jamie. I think it's just a misleading column. It's fine. That's why I don't listen to your podcast. <laughs> Well, my listeners listen to the podcast. So yeah, right, my favorite my favorite thing was I think it was uh, two weeks ago when you and Dave were on the radio and you said, "How do we sound?" I said, "I'm not listening to you." I didn't expect you to listen to that, but um, but how do how do we do at Buffalo Wild Wings? You guys were awesome. Oh, thank you. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, it was a fun telethon for sure. Heath apparently has stepped out to have a coughing fit. So before, uh, we, yes, yeah. he's coming back now. Oh, he's coming back. Okay. Um, there he is. Jamie, who are some players that are going to have a big impact on your fantasy teams? Like you've got them in a ton of leagues and could be the key to your success. So I, I started to uh, go through it a little bit. Um, I have a lot, a lot, a lot of Zach Ertz. Oh, really? Um, which is, you know, a good thing if he's the same guy that he's been. But <laughs> if he stinks and the offense stinks, I'm going to be in trouble. Um, I have a lot of Chris Godwin. I have a lot of Royce Freeman. Um, trying to think of else. It's probably it. Godwin, Freeman. Andrew Luck, a lot, a lot of Andrew Luck. Heath, I know you have a lot of T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton, Carlos Hyde, A.J. Green, 
those are guys I, I have most of my teams, if maybe like 80% have Kelsey or Ertz. Wow. And I know Dave has a ton of Zach Ertz too. So yeah. let's go Ertz. For me, it's, it's Melvin Gordon. I mean, I have so much Melvin Gordon. It's crazy. And, oh, I love Melvin Gordon too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I have we a had, lot of Marlon Mack. We did. Yeah. But I have a lot of Marlon Mack. So I'm hoping you, you have, have a big year from him. Do you have Eckler also? I have a little bit of Eckler, yeah. I I, one, I do have to go through it all tonight and really figure out what I have and where, but any chance I had to get Eckler with Gordon, I definitely took that opportunity. I, well, I, really, I have a lot of Jamal Williams also. I, I think Eckler could be very good if Gordon gets hurt. Definitely oh, one of the handcuffs to have. Yeah, Jamal Williams, I think we, we all probably have a fair share of Jamal Williams. Jordan Wilkins, a lot of Jordan Wilkins. New faces in new places, or... Old face, yeah, old faces in new places in honor of Jamie. All right, so how do you feel about Cleveland? You know, pretty new offense. The, the Cleveland Browns against Pittsburgh, and the Cleveland Browns all season. I, I think they're going to have a big fantasy impact. They could make people look very smart or very stupid this year. Um, how are you feeling about the Browns right now, guys? Better than ever before or in recent years. Um, they have a competent quarterback situation. Whoever ends up starting the majority of the season I think will end up being good. Um, maybe not a fantasy starter for you, but you know we'll we'll support the receiving core there. Uh, if Josh Gordon plays the majority of the season, I think he's going to be a borderline top ten receiver. Uh, and Jarvis Landry will be a a startable PPR guy with the hope that he's a startable non PPR guy too. They have a potential breakout tight end in 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 Njoku and in a strong run game. So there, there's a lot to like about this team. Um, you know we're uh, finishing up our 26. Team league, our big office league. Uh, I took the Browns as my uh, team quarterback, and I'm very excited about that. Um, you know, they were uh, probably 16th or 17th. I don't know which uh, at what point I, I took them, but um, you know, I, I get either Baker or or Tyrod. Hopefully, it's Tyrod, but I, I get that combo for the entire season. And for week one specifically, I've got Carlos Hyde as a top 24 running back, Jarvis Landry as a top 20 wide receiver, and Tyrod is my second favorite streaming quarterback. Fun. Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor, fact from Scott Barrett on Twitter yesterday. Pittsburgh ran zone coverage on 80% of their defensive plays last year. It was the second most in the NFL. Over the past three seasons, Tyrod Taylor leads the league in yards per attempt against zone coverage. Wow. That is a cool well, stat. I like that. I'm guessing you're start. oh, well, I'm not, yeah, you're starting him over Matt Ryan. I'm starting him over Ryan. I'm starting him over Mahomes. I'm starting him over Garoppolo. And the crazy one that I said yesterday, I'm starting him over Russell Wilson. Oh yeah, huh? I don't think I do that, but I get it. I get it. I'm starting him in our in our two quarterback league. Are you starting Tyrod over Russell Wilson, Jamie? No, I would start Wilson over Tyrod, but I can certainly see the uh, optimism and upside. Uh, how about Allen Robinson? So uh, this is a guy that I really don't feel comfortable projecting for week one. I'm going to let you do it. The Packers allowed the most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers last year. There were 17 wide receivers with seven or more targets against the Packers last year. Those 17 wide receivers averaged 11.5 fantasy points in non-PPR. Now, they feel much better about their cornerbacks, but their safeties could be a problem this year. They also hired Mike Pettin. Uh, to replace Dom Capers. They think their cornerbacks are going to be better. 
But this was a great matchup last year. I just don't know what to expect from the Bears offense, from Allen Robinson in week one. I kind of want to see what, what happens rather than throw him in my starting lineup. How do you guys feel about him? I feel the same. Uh, this is an interesting matchup because I would anticipate them chasing points and they are facing a very young secondary. So, uh, if Robinson's right, he can have the potential for a big game, but we just haven't seen anything from him yet to indicate that that's something you could feel confident about. Now, obviously where you drafted him would probably suggest you're going to start him. So this could be one of those situations where he gets you off to a good start, but I think you have to view him if you're just looking at it and you may have some of these guys, like you may have drafted Robinson first, Kenny Stills later, or, um, you know, depending on when you did your draft, Chris Hogan later, uh, maybe Michael Crabtree later, Emmanuel Sanders later, you know, guys that you may have taken a couple of rounds after Robinson. I think they're in better situations than Robinson this week. Yeah. I've got him as my number 28 wide receiver, non PPR, 8.9 points projected. So. I think most people are probably going to end up starting him because most leagues either have that third receiver or a flex, and so he should be started. How about Brandon Cooks at Oakland on Monday Night Football? The Raiders were uh, middle of the pack in fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. Brandon Cooks himself had a pretty big game, uh, and they were pretty inconsistent. I am interested to see how Gary and Conley looks, if he can just stay healthy, if he can be one of these cornerbacks that we talk about as like, oh, well, they're facing Conley. you got to be careful there. But, I mean, we're a long ways off for that. Uh, what do you think about Cooks in his Rams debut? I feel exactly the same about Brandon Cooks that I do about Allen Robinson, just <laughs> right. for different reasons. Right. It's not that I'm worried about his talent. It's not that I'm worried about whether he's the same player he was when he had his great season. It's just I'm worried about the target share. I have them projected for the exact same amount of points, Robinson and Cooks. I do think there's more upside with Cooks because if Sean McVay really loves him as much as it sounds like he does and they give him 10 targets, he's going to be a top five receiver. I like him this week a lot just because of the flashy new toy, let's show off our, our new guy scenario. Um, I, I just, Jared Goff is going to have an hour to throw. And so he, he could do <laughs> yeah. whatever he wants this week if he wants to. Uh, I don't even think Conley's going to play this week. Do you guys know? I think he's still out. Uh, not sure. week to week or something like that, but it, not that it matters. I just, I think for fantasy purposes, we're looking for these cornerbacks that could step up and he was a first round pick and they like him, but he's always hurt. Uh, how do you feel about Case Keenum against Seattle? And I actually looked at, at what the quarterbacks did against Seattle after Chancellor and Sherman were out. It was seven games after they left with an injury and I mean, they actually did pretty well against quarterbacks. Uh, Let's see, it was Matt Ryan had 20 points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. That's, like, fine. C.J. Beathard had 14. Carson Wentz had 18. Blake Bortles had 22. Jared Goff had 14. Prescott had five. Stanton had nine. So it's not like the Seahawks gave up a ton of fantasy points to quarterbacks without Sherman and Chancellor. But how do you feel about Case Keenum this week? He's an okay streaming option. Um, You know, no K.J. Wright. No Thomas, you know, that, that, that defense, we'll see how the pass rush is. I, I, I think Denver can almost do what they want to if, if they so choose, but I'm excited more about Royce Freeman than I am about Case Keenum in the run game. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm excited about Keenum, but I would start him over my homes. Alright, and let's see, Case Keenum is owned, look, give, give me a guess on his ownership percentage. 28%. I'll take the under, I'll say 23. Oh, you guys are losers! Idiot morons, 39% owned. Case Keenum. I was with, like, I was pretty close. What did you say? 28. Yeah, he would have won the prices right. You would have won the prices right. You, you, de- you did not go over. Congratulations. I got one more 
old face, pretty old, in a new place. After I tell you about NFL Game Pass, it's not just preseason. I told you, you know, you want to watch all this preseason football? Get NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash fantasy football today. Well, the preseason's over. So now what do you do? You can watch any game you want on replay all through the playoffs, including the Super Bowl, any time you want. It's really a great tool for fantasy owners. If you want to see more of a player that you're interested in, NFL.com slash fantasy football today. Sign up for NFL Game Pass and watch all these games on replay. We do it. It's really, like I said, it's a really useful thing to do for fantasy owners. Um, and you can watch the replays from all angles. You can do the the, the broadcast version, the coaches film, the all twenty two. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if you're a diehard football fan, you're gonna want this. And we got a seven day free trial for you. NFL.com/slash fantasy football today. NFL.com/slash fantasy football today. An old face in a new place. Adrian Peterson going back to uh, last year's team, Arizona. They allowed the third fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. Running backs averaged three point three yards per carry. What do we think about Adrian Peterson first game with the Redskins? I'm not excited about starting him, but it's kind of like Allen Robinson. If you're in a league with two running backs and a flex, I probably am, especially in non-PPR. I think he gets the majority of the work, and he's got fresh legs, and he's already made a con- – like the revenge game thing is silly, except he did make a comment about wanting to show them that he still had something left. Would you start Peterson or Robinson? Allen Robinson. Robinson. I would start Robinson and PPR, Peterson and non-PPR. Would you start Peterson or Ajayi? Move. Ajayi. Peterson. Okay. All right. All right. You guys uh, ready to be bold? Oh, yeah. Sure. Come on, Jamie. Convince me that you're ready. Yes. All right. Yes. There you go. Give me a bold prediction or two. Heath. Jameis Winston will be a top five quarterback from week four on. That's pretty bold. I think that's great. Good for you. Jamie. Uh, Chris Hogan will score 10 touchdowns for the New England Patriots. Ooh, that would be really, I would appreciate that. I hope that one comes true. Uh, Chris Hogan, 10 touchdowns. Jameis Winston, top five when he gets back. Heath, give me another. Jimmy Graham will be the number two tight end in fantasy. Whoa. Alright, what's that, what's that based on? He scores as many touchdowns as Kelsey and Ertz combined. Wow. I felt, I really fell victim to the preseason overreaction, but when I saw him catch that touchdown from Rodgers, I thought he kinda looked good. Like, I don't know if he had trimmed down or something, but he just, he looked a little bit better. And I just saw that and I was like, oh boy, I kinda wanna draft some Jimmy Graham. I think I have zero Jimmy Graham. Um, number two tight end. Okay, Jamie, another bold prediction, last one. Josh Gordon will be a top 10 fantasy receiver this year. Ooh. What does that mean for Jarvis Landry? The same thing it would have meant if Josh Gordon never left the team. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, what would that have meant? <laughs> that he is a serviceable receiver, but not the best on his own team. Yeah. All right. Dave's bold predictions. No, he's not allowed. You're not allowed to read them. Why? If he doesn't show up, you can't give him. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read them. No, no, no. Uh, Dave said. No, uh, uh-uh, no. You're lucky nope. I can't find them. He's got to be here. Dave, where'd your bold predictions go? No, he's got to be here. Dave's right. oh, bold predictions it. will be on CBSSports.com because we'll have a piece with our bold predictions later today. I gave him a little crap. One of them was so unbold, but this one was bold. 
Michael, no, 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 no. Michael Gallup will go over no, a thousand uh, yards. I'm leaving. You read it. I'm leaving. No, come on. Michael you Gallup. It, I'm leaving. Go I'm over leave, a thousand you yards. I'm leave. You read it. Nope. Oh, fine. Well, let's make some picks. Who's going to win the AFC East? Bills. The Patriots. <laughs> I'm up 1-0. <laughs> okay, we all Patriots. like the Patriots. Uh, who's going to win the AFC North? Steelers. Steelers. Yes, I will take the Steelers. Who's going to win the AFC South? Jacksonville. Jags. No, you're wrong. I'm going to go with the Texans. I like the Texans. So Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Houston. Who's going to win the AFC West? Chargers. Chargers. I got a funny feeling about this division. I mean, I think it makes sense to take the Chargers. But it's pretty unpredictable. I know it won't be the Raiders. They might be the only team over 500 in the division. It makes sense to take the Chargers. So I'll take the Chargers. That's fine. All right. We all like the Chargers. All right. The NFC East. Jamie, go ahead. This is your real bold prediction. Giants. <laughs> Eagles. Yeah, I'll take the Eagles. Uh The NFC North. Packers. Really tough, Vikings. right? Vikings. Uh, yeah, I like the Vikings. I'll take the Vikings. Um The uh South. Saints. Yeah, I, I'll say Saints on a tiebreaker over the Falcons. Yeah, I will take the Falcons here. And so Saints, Saints, Falcons, tiebreaker. Okay, I like that. And the West. The Rams by almost as many games as the Patriots. Rams. Okay, fine. The Rams. So two wild cards. Let's go to the AFC. Give me a couple wild cards. Texans and Bengals. No way. No. Boo this yep. man. You know, I, I went through and did the records thing on Twitter, um, and I came up with Texans and Chiefs, but the Bengals were only one game out of it. Okay. It's, no, it's reasonable. I'm just having fun. I will take the – I okay, I, I got the Jaguars missing it, so who's in? I'll take the Titans and the Chiefs. So you have the Jaguars third in the division? Yes. Or fourth? Could be fourth. Third? I. You know what? Boldest prediction ever. Jaguars finish last in a very, very good and very competitive AFC South. Yeah. I mean, how, like, does Andrew Luck ever miss the playoffs if he's healthy? I feel, you know, um, like, we, none of us have him in. I, I don't know the answer to that question. But I feel like <laughs> after his rookie year, I feel like he made the playoffs. I yeah, don't know. he also benefited when that division was trash. It's true, it's true. I have no idea what the Colts' playoff uh, history is. All right, so we all like New England. We all like Pittsburgh. We all like the Chargers. I'm taking the Texans. You guys are taking the Jaguars to win the division. We all at least like the Texans to get in. We got one Cincinnati wild card, one Tennessee wild card, one Kansas City wild card. In the Two NFC. Two Kansas City wild cards. Two Kansas City wild cards. Oh, I said, oh. oh, right. I wrote down the wrong yeah, name. I, I think <laughs> Kansas City. <laughs> uh, all right. I like the Eagles and Heath likes the Eagles. Jamie likes the Giants. We all like the Rams. Heath and I are on the Vikings. Jamie likes Green Bay to win the North. Heath and Jamie like the Saints. I'm taking the Falcons. So give me two wild cards. You better say Atlanta. Falcons and Packers. Vikings and Falcons. Viking. Okay. This makes sense. So we all like the Vikings and the Packers to make it because I'm going to take the Packers, and the Saints. We all pretty what much have it? the same playoff Except Jamie has the Giants making the playoffs. 
Yes. And the, the Eagles missing. The Giants with four wins are going to make the playoffs. That is uh, the worst division ever. Not nine and seven, they make the playoffs. Nine and seven. All right, hey, I'd sign up for that. Oh man, we're almost. And then, you, then you get playoff Eli. Oh yeah, you get in playoff Eli. Best play, best playoff quarterback ever, probably. Let's let's let's, let's make another bet. What's our first bet again? Melvin Gordon outscores Saquon Barkley by That's ten right. fantasy points. And and loser shaves their head. So we'll make another bet. Uh, Giants Eagles to win the NFC East. Or, or you get the field, I get the Giants. Like, you can't make me root against my favorite team to win a bet. That's tough. Well, it's win-win for you either way. Either you're gonna win a bet or you're gonna get your team in the playoffs. You know, some people, I don't, I don't really bet on games, but some people like to bet against their team. So, they're either, they're happy either way. Yes. Alright, so here's gonna be the bet. Um, the loser, so, we'll, we'll find this out. Maybe, maybe soon in the season, (laughs) if the Giants think. Uh, but we'll, we'll find this out probably by the end of the year. Uh, loser has to wear the other person's college apparel. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. That, in our office. Fine. Fine. Oh, my Uh, gosh. We never set the stakes on our Kenny Stills, Julian Edelman bet. I don't remember us making a Kenny Stills Julian Edelman bet. I, I, said, I thought it was Stills Alshon. I said, was it still, no, Stills Alshon was when Adam decided he hated Kenny Stills. But oh. before that, False. when he was, when I was calling Julian Edelman a bust long ago in the summer, I said Kenny Stills was going to score more fantasy points than Julian Edelman this year. And you said, no way. The PPR, right? Yeah. Okay, fine. I'll take, th- I said that. Check the tape. But this was before the Devontae Parker injury. Oh, okay. So you're one, it you want, it does change things a little bit. I would like to he's back feel, He's feeling better. I would like to back out of this bet. Sounds like you. Parker, by the way, maybe missing one or two weeks, according to the Miami Herald. Oh man, we only have time for one thing. What should we do? I don't even know. Oh, I know! Let's regulate. Alright, let's get started. This is a, a, I'm gonna be honest with you, this is a little bit of a confusing one. So, it's from Scuba Steve in Jersey, but it's a good one. So I will read it slowly, and we will all figure this out together. He says, Regulators! Mount up! Guys, I need major regulation. I had an online draft recently in the sixth round. My draft room decided to just select Isaiah Crowell, which I immediately told the commission to pause because I wanted Jamison Crowder. About 10 picks went off the board, and the commissioner paused the draft. None of those picks were Jamison Crowder. And therefore, it should have been an easy fix to just replace my pick with the accurate one. All right? So he picked – he got auto-picked Crowell or something. He wanted Crowder. Ten picks later, the commissioner finally pauses the draft. However, when we repicked – so I guess the commissioner gave him Crowder. When we repicked, one guy took a different player – than his original pick. He took Carson Wentz instead of his original pick of Chris Thompson. The later picks had originally selected Wentz. So I contend that when we redrafted, this guy saw that Wentz was picked and he couldn't get him on the way back. So he changed his original pick from Chris Thompson to Carson Wentz. And this was a D-bag move. Um, the guy who had taken Wentz, who had originally taken Wentz, didn't get him. And for some reason, he never said anything until the end of the draft, at which point he dropped every player on his roster and quit the league. And this was also the commission's brother. Are we all clear on what's happened so far? Barely. Is it confusing? Yes. So they had to redraft a bunch of picks? 
Okay. And, and somebody picked a different pick than what they redrafted. Yeah, because he and knew. And then somebody quit the league because of it. Yeah, because he knew based on his original draft that he wasn't going to get that guy, Carson Wentz, in his next pick. So he said, all right, I'm changing my strategy here. I'm taking Wentz now. So this guy is the guy who originally picked Wentz before the redraft was all up in arms about it, dropped his entire team. So in the interest of not confusing everyone every anymore, I will uh, shorten this up. They found someone to take over the roster. Um, the the commission isn't sure what to do about the Carson Wentz owner. What would you guys do in this situation? Uh, would you just let it be? Or would you give that guy Carson Wentz? Do you think he deserves him? Because he didn't take him originally. And then he the took him again. The whole reason the guy dropped out of the league is because you didn't give him back Carson Wentz. I don't think I'd give him to the new guy. No, not the you, new guy. Would you've you? already muddled this up enough. <laughs> Step back, take your hands off the, the controls, and let everybody play fantasy football. Okay, okay, that's fair enough. So you're going to let the cheater get Carson Wentz and keep Carson Wentz? He's not a cheater. He did cheat. You can't do that. You reset the draft. It was a really, it was really you bad. Went, but you went back around and said, okay, we have to re- do it over because the draft room took Isaiah Crowell when I didn't want him. But you know what? You probably should just have Isaiah Crowell on your team. Yeah, you know something? That was my fault. I feel bad. I'm going to regulate against myself. That was a bad job as a podcast producer. I should not have read that. It was too confusing. It was interesting, but it was too confusing. So Adam, you suck, you idiot moron. You have been regulated. Next one. Rob from a beach town in South Carolina. I need the regulators to address an issue with my league commissioner. After the draft, the commissioner clearly had reservations about a pick that they made. So he dropped Carson Wentz, putting him on waivers. I guess he thought better of the move and added the player back to his roster before waivers could process and other owners had a shot to pick up the player. Regulate. Is Rob actually in the For the People League? He, I don't, I must be. I honestly don't know. That's your league. You're the commission. Um, yeah, I did that. Yes. And it was did. for the purposes of the show, and you signed the disclaimer saying that you understand that things may happen in this league that are a little wonky for the purposes of the show. And it was maybe the best segment that we've done this month. Suck it, Rob. Yeah, alright. Wow. Oh, wow. Suck that it, was, Rob. that was pretty interesting. Alright, uh. That was, that was rude. I'm sorry, Rob. This one is We're from cool. Eric in Iowa. Dear Johnny, Joey, Tommy, and Dee Dee. Johnny, Joey, Tommy, and Didi. I don't know. I'm in a friendly 12-team half-point PPR league. This year, we eliminated the dedicated tight end position. So now players start a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, and two flex spots. In each of the flex positions, you can start a tight end running back or wide receiver. The logic of this, to me, is that owners can set their teams up like an actual NFL offense. Do you like the two tight end sets? Then you can start two in your flex spot. If you want to run a spread offense like me, you can start up to four wide receivers. Same if you like going running back heavy. Some owners complained about this change, eliminating the tight end and adding an extra flex. What do you think? Was this a good idea where owners can get more talent off their bench and into a starting spot? Or will we will we be changing it back to the traditional format next year? I like it. It's fun. Jamie, cool with that? What do you think about eliminating yeah, tight I like end? It. I don't really like it. I don't have a problem with it, but tight end adds a lot of strategy. And, you know, no team plays an entire game without a tight end. It's one thing to have, like, you could have a, you could have a team that has no running backs for some plays, an empty backfield, right? Ten times a game, maybe. Does that mean we should eliminate running backs? I think you guys are being too easy on, uh, on Eric and Iowa. 
I don't think you guys regulate it appropriately. I think that teams, leagues, are allowed to set rules they want to, and if the majority agrees to the rules, then the people that complain should just be quiet and play in the league. (laughs) Or don't. Or get kicked out. Or get kicked out of the league if you complain anymore. Have you and ever, Rob is in the For the People League, so I don't feel bad anymore. Have you ever actually kicked anyone out? Oh, of the Rob league? is the guy with the best tattoo in the world. Oh. I do feel bad. Uh, cool, Rob. Johnny, Joey, Tommy, and Didi are the Ramones. My apologies for bad music knowledge. This one I do know, though. This one is from Cole in Eastern Iowa. Hey, Homer, Barney, Lenny, and Carl. Uh, the Simpsons. I'm in a league on CBS. I have not had a kicker on my roster since the draft. So I can have an extra high upside running back on my bench through the preseason. It's Jordan Wilkins. I offered another player an unrelated trade, but he declined the trade saying he won't trade with cheaters because I don't have a legal starting roster. I tried to explain to him that I don't need a legal starting roster until the regular season starts, but he has just gotten more aggressive in calling me an unethical cheater and trying to get me to have to forfeit my first match to make up for my unfair advantage that I've had through the preseason. Please help me get this guy off my back or tell me I'm in the wrong so the league can move on from this. Quite clearly, if you're in a CBS league and you didn't draft a kicker, it's because your commissioner has set up it, set it up to where you don't have to draft a kicker because every CBS league I'm in that Adam is the commissioner of, I have to draft a kicker and it makes me mad. That I'm the commissioner <laughs> so, of? Yes. So your <laughs> league rules clearly show that you did not have to have a kicker. This guy needs to shut up or get kicked out of the league. Yeah, and you're going to have to have a kicker by week one. Like, learn the rules, complaining guy. He's not a cheater. Yeah. Also, one other thing. I'm not the only one who does that. Uh, Jamie, do you commission any leagues on CBS that don't require players to draft a kicker? No. Take that, Heath. Take that, Jamie. Why? Yeah, what is this anti-kicker stuff? Kickers are people. Kickers are people. (laughs) We're out of here, everybody. Tomorrow we, go, pre- we preview the AFC home games, baby. It is starting football time. Enjoy your last night of no football because it's real tomorrow. See you later.